Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here. Father Anthony is back after a short little hiatus, and he gets a little bit of punishment because he left me for about a month longer than he was supposed to. But we have a great conversation today. We're going to talk about one of my favorite Bible verses, pretty obscure Bible verse, but one of my favorites that I uh, have loved for years, but I haven't thought about in quite some time. And it all has to do with the fact that Jesus had to grow when he was here on earth, and there. Therefore, we do too. So we talked about how Jesus grew in his teenage years and how what that means for us and how we have to continue to grow uh, physically, spiritually, mentally, all of the above. We also, since we were talking about uh, growing, we look to one of uh, my heroes when it comes to uh, leadership, somebody that I listened to a lot uh, whenever I was in college. His name is Zig Ziglar. Very, very um, fun name. I'll explain who he is and uh, we'll go through some of his quotes in the show. And then we get to uh, the height, the peak of the show where Father Anthony, uh, on his own, on, on his own merit, on his, it was his own idea, decided that he wanted to do the Hot Ones Challenge. <laughs> he recently did it for his youth group and he wanted to do it here on the show because of how much he loves me and loves you. And uh, he suffers through it and it makes us all very, very happy. Uh, so you do not want to miss that. I grill him on some uh, hot topics, uh, some hot button issues while his mouth is just absolutely on fire. And I hope that you enjoy that. If you do, please subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. Enjoy. Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Father Anthony Scaramucci Sarapa. Hello, priest friend. Hello, Taylor. Long time no talk. I know it has been. Uh, what's, how you been? What's been? What you been doing? Oh, you know, parish stuff. Um, taking was taking a little bit of a break from podcasting. Clerically speaking, still on hiatus, just because uh, Father Harrison and I have been super busy. But in an effort to get my life back to normal, I was like, all right, let's start. Let's 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 chat with Taylor on a podcast. Maybe that'll help. But yeah, RCIA is in full swing. The whole parish year is in full swing now. Things are happening. Things are busy. Things are good. I'm, I'm glad you're back. Uh, I'm also very glad to hear that your hiatus with Clerically Speaking isn't over, but you're here with me. That makes me quite giddy, to be honest. Well, this is easier. You just say ridiculous things, and I just kind of am here for it, whereas when I, I prepare a little bit more. <laughs> Which is, is funny, because uh, both of us are coming into today's uh, episode a, a little confused. You know, We're a little, a little out of our rhythm. Uh, I was very confused by uh, the time that we were recording. Uh, and 100% my fault. I went back through our text messages and I find out, I'd find out that my thing was definitely my fault and your thing was definitely your fault. My thing was thinking that we were recording an hour from now. So I'm ah. exhausted. I have a rule with all my co-hosts that I don't record uh, until 10 o'clock my time and yeah. or an hour after I have woken up because I've mentioned mm -hmm. many times before that my voice wakes up. I wake up way before my eyes do. And mm -hmm. you texted me just a few minutes ago. You're like, I'll be ready in 10 minutes. You were like, you were saying oh, yeah. you were going to be late. And to, yeah. you, you, you were saying you were going to be five minutes late. To me, it was 55 minutes early. So I had to get ready very quickly. So I'm a, I'm a little <laughs> frazzled. If I had any hair, it would be very, very frizzy right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through it somehow. I believe in you. We will. So we've got a great show planned for you today. Um, we're we're going to have a, a nice little conversation about just something that's been uh, on my mind and my heart recently. That's typically how we start off the show. And then in the second segment, we're going to look at um, 
a, a, a person who like really was formative in my college years. We're going to look through some of his quotes and like some of the things that really formed me as a person that I just don't talk about enough. So I've, I've been kind of retrospective looking back at like, why am I the way that I am? Like both positively and negatively, you know? So we're going to focus. <laughs> we've been focusing on the negative side for the last few weeks of the podcast. Now we're going to focus on the positive side and be like, you know, where, where did some of these good qualities come from? And, and we're going to go through some of those quotes. And then in the final segment, we're going to do something that is the thing that you were very confused about. Uh, and I went back through our text messages while you were gone receiving this thing. And you were yeah. just 100% in the wrong here. I mean, you you brought an idea to the show. And then mm-hmm. you were surprised when I said we were doing this idea when we agreed to do this <laughs> idea in text messages 48 hours ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, have a, I, I, I forgot. I forgot. That's okay. I had to, I had to run, run down my campus to get the material needed for this segment. It's going to be very gonna be exciting it's gonna be spicy it, it literally spicy we're gonna we're gonna do yeah. the hot ones challenge you'll explain where this came from you'll explain why we're doing it and then i have a lot of uh hot inspired uh, uh topics that we're going to be talking about but amazing uh be- before we get there just you know stay tuned for that it's called a hot tease you know we're, we're doing a hot tease ah. with the priest so fun 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 okay um I was listening to uh, uh, a podcast uh, that I, I work on, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, is- <laughs> I would hope so then, I guess. <laughs> this is good material. Let me use that. <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there's this there's this um, this scripture. Let's just do a little quiz for you. There's a lot of scriptures about Jesus being a, a baby. You've heard of this Christmas, yes? Yes. <laughs> okay. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of stories about Jesus from when he's like thirty to thirty three years old. What's your favorite one mm-hmm. from from that from that time period? I'm a big fan of the resurrection. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the cop out answer. I want, let's do a weird Absolutely. one. What's your, your what's your weirdest Jesus story from the thirty to thirty three years? I I like it when uh, the Pharisees uh, say like, "Don't you pay the temple tax?" And then uh, he tells Peter, "Go go grab a fish." And inside the fish are like two coins. Like there's a bunch of easier ways to get coins, Jesus. Right. Why did you have to do like this whole fish thing? It's I love it. It's crazy. Uh, I I have a, I forget the exact amount of chapters now. I knew when I was in college, but my yeah. favorite part from that story is that he tells Peter to go do that, and then Peter doesn't appear for like nine chapters because he was a terrible fisherman. He couldn't find the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's just I, so you know. I don't know how the timeline works, but in my in my head canon, Peter yes. was gone for a year of Jesus' public ministry, looking for this <laughs> fish. Trying to catch one fish <laughs> okay but then there's this very important part we, we we don't know much about jesus's teenager life but then yeah. like I, i've been working in youth ministry for a long time so like we talk a lot about how like we don't know what jesus was like as a teenager but i know that he was better than this group of people that i'm standing before like that's typically the joke with the teenagers right um sure, yeah i guess but then what i realized is like because you know we just celebrated my birthday a few episodes ago and like I turned 34 I made it through my Jesus year but like what I didn't realize is like there's also this other time period like we, we talked about teenagerhood but we also don't know anything about from when he was 20 until 30 it's just a, wh- a whole nother lost decade of Jesus' yeah. life and like that was a very formative time in my life and there's um this is your final quiz we did all the silly quiz to get to the real quiz there oh, okay. is there is one verse in the bible that describes describes Jesus or what Jesus is doing during this time from like being a baby to when he's 30. So during right. that span of time, he did four things and it's in one verse. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Am I, am I dropping I think enough? I, do. I think it's right yeah. after the uh, temple. Uh, yes. Yeah, the temple. you're right. You're right. He is. Um, he was obedient. 
uh, to his mom. He grew in wisdom and strength. And um, people favor? were impressed by that. And favor uh, with? Oh, in favor with God and man. And man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised you do that. It's, it's just a tiny little verse. But mm-hmm. uh, I think because of all my work in youth ministry, that verse has actually been pretty important to me, especially when I was younger, like when I was a teenager. But I think I've gone away from it the older that I've gotten. But then I was like, look, man. Like I'm only, <laughs> I'm only a few years removed now from the lost years of Jesus, you know, like from you know the time that he was presented in the temple, or when he gets lost in the temple. So he's like mm-hmm. a you know preteen teenager or whatever, and then we have yeah. these lost ten to twenty years of where, where we don't know about him. Um, so it it like it like piqued my interest when I heard this verse again the other day because it's, it says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. You know, you said wisdom and strength. That's another that's another translation I've heard. Wisdom and stature. So he grew mentally wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, um, in stature. So like fit, like physically, obviously, you know, he just got some biceps and, you know, his voice dropped yeah. a little bit, you know, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> and then he grew in favor with God in favor with, with man. Uh, and then he started public ministry and all that favor with man went away pretty quickly. You know, but pretty at least, quick. yeah. <laughs> at yeah, least during true. this time he was growing. And the the podcast I was listening that I was listening to so I was working on they said this sentence that I didn't think was right like it, it it hit me where I was like I don't think that's correct but then the longer I thought about it and the more that I was reminded of this verse the more I thought it was correct mm-hmm. that it said that even Jesus who we believe is you know, fully God and fully man right mm-hmm. even Jesus had to grow yeah which like. I think about that all the time and I feel like bad about myself that like, Oh, I need to go. I need to grow. I need to grow in, you know, in wisdom. Like, right. I need to grow in like how, how I make decisions, how I lead all, you know, all, all these kinds of things. I need to uh, do the opposite of growing in stature. I need to lose some weight, but you know, I need to take care of my, my health. Right. Um, and I need to grow in, in, in my relationship with, with God. And like, you know, there's only one person that's messed up in that scenario and it's me. Like I need to, I need to get better spiritually yeah. and I need to grow in my favor with with other people and i think i feel bad about the fact that i have to grow pretty often so hearing mm-hmm. that even jesus needed to grow in these few ways like yeah it didn't completely take me off the hook but i feel like i'm not the fish like fully being dragged up to the water you know i'm not fully <laughs> off the hook but it's not yeah. like embedded into the inside of my cheek and causing me pain anymore what do yeah. you think like the whole like not being done becoming the person you are thing like that's not bad you know a lot of times we have this like i should be this person right now it's like well i mean you are where you are and that's that's the only way you get to where you should be if that makes sense um and like for jesus growing he was not like a 33 year old man stuck in a um 14 year old's body he was fully human and he chose to you know lower himself to do that and so he had to grow as a person as his mind grows he grows in relationship with god and like that's like we we get so focused on the end that we forget how important the journey is with God. Like we talk all the time about walking with Jesus, but we're always annoyed we're not at the destination yet. And Jesus <laughs> is like, hey, we're, we're walking. This is where we're doing the right thing. You know, like, it's okay to be growing in your faith life, be growing as a person. You should be. Oh, I thought there was more. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, your, no, that's like, just your inflection my homilies. <laughs> it's like my daily mass homilies, where it's like I got to the end of my point, but I didn't like enunciate it the right way. Right, it's, like, yeah. it's like it's daily mass. I'm done. <laughs> Have you ever um, uh, ended a homily on like an and? 
So the Lord wants you to do this, and and then just walk I off. Have, <laughs> I have ended a homily on just saying the end because I got so flustered. <laughs> um, I've done that maybe twice. Oh uh, man, I've uh, ended a a, a homily. What's I forget what the grammar is, but like ending it as like, and we need to trust Jesus. And we can trust, like I've ended it grammatically incorrect before as well. And be like, oh, that was, that felt weird and awkward, but I already left the ambo. I can't fix that anymore. So it's I've definitely all, had my fair all share. All everybody's going to think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's, I've definitely had a, my fair share of awkward homily endings. But in homilies, unlike in flying, in homilies, it's better to crash the plane than to never land. Hey, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. To, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. If we're talking about homilies, it yeah. didn't just crash at that moment. You've been crashing for a while, and we've right, just been right. waiting for the for the fiery f- furnace of this plane to come to a stop, not come to the ground. Like it's been exactly. crashing for a while. <laughs> just stop the momentum. Just stop, stop it, you know, so that the firefighters can get to it. You know. Yeah. So that's why I don't feel too bad. It's like, well, you know what? Not a great ending, but it's over. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Let's talk about these four things, growing in wisdom and stature and favor. Okay, cool. So um, I was, you know, convicted, shot to the heart, uh, but you're too late. You give love a bad name. I was convicted by this Mm -hmm. thing, and I was like, okay, how do I need, what do I need to do to grow in these four areas? So let's just go in order. Uh, What does the everyday Catholic need to be doing to grow in their wisdom? Um, I think, you know, you don't have to be a magnificent theologian to be a good Catholic. Um, but something as simple as actually, it's usually detrimental. Your, yeah, it, it usually <laughs> is. You know, something as simple as like reading your Bible and praying with it, or um, uh, reading some uh, spiritual reading. Something simple like that. Just taking the time to do that every day and thinking about it and praying about it. That's how you grow in not just knowledge but wisdom. The wisdom part comes with the prayer. Like you can learn a lot of the words of the Bible and still be wrong about them all, or still not get like the uh, the heart of it. That teaching comes from Jesus. So just simple prayer, you know, and it it's it doesn't have to be this um, big, heavy burden. Just doing a little bit every day, just praying with what you read and what you or hear on a podcast or um, hear in a sermon. Um, probably one of Father Mike's uh, preaching, not mine, you know, because you want to actually learn something. And uh, just just praying with that sort He's of thing. He's never That's ended a homily with the end before. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't. <laughs> but unlike Father Mike Schmitz, I don't need a uh, step stool to reach the top of the ambo. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I had a perfect segue and then you kept talking, which is like, yeah. I am on edge now. Ever since you just ended and there was an awkward silence. <laughs> you don't know like, when I'm going to end. I don't know when you're going to stop. <laughs> so I'm usually pretty good. Like I've gotten yeah. better over the p- past few years of like, I'm going to listen to what you're saying and then respond and not be planning what I'm saying. But ever mm-hmm. since it's like a defense mechanism. And right when you stopped, I'm like, okay, I have to be ready to say here. So I had like segues after every sentence that you were going to say. And now I just have no idea where to go because I was so ready. And then you just kept talking. And I'm like, I have no segue for Father Mike standing this, on a, a step stool. I just don't have anything to say. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, I was wrong for the second time. One was what we planned. Two was what I said, we're going to get through this. We're going to do just fine. We're not. This is going to be a disaster for us. <laughs> uh, one of the good things about that, I, I, 
I don't even know if it was if it was conscious, but this this whole idea of these quotes from from this guy that was influential in when I was in college has a lot to do with with growing in wisdom, right? So we'll get to that mm. in in the second segment. Um, growing in stature, uh, I made the joke that I need to go the opposite, but like you know, so what what does that mean in general? Because like I think the most um, you know, with scripture, there's like the literal interpretation, right? Like for Jesus, he literally grew in stature. Like he got taller because he was a teenager, right? Like he was taller yeah. at 30 than he was whenever he was you know, 12, 13, 14 at the temple or whatever. Um, but what do you think? You know, there's always the spiritual meaning too. Like what do we need to be doing to grow in our stature as Catholics? Well, I think some of that, like that physical nature stuff is actually kind of important. Like praise God, we're not doomed to be teenagers for the rest of our lives. You know, there, there are things that happen with our brains and we're just with, with growing in experience, that's important. So just kind of like living life, that's part of it. Um, but also, uh, yeah, I think there is also, you know, we do have to take care of ourselves as embodied creatures um, because our bodies, our souls, all our, our psychology, all of that's kind of wrapped up and tied together in this one person. Um, so even something like growing in your mental health, uh, taking care of that, um, taking care of your physical health, that sort of stuff is going to affect your relationship with God. It's not like the only thing that's going to affect, you know, you can't just like lift weights and become holy. Um, sadly enough, uh, unlike Father Mike Schmitz, who can lift weights and become holy at the same time. Um, I mean, to be fair, though, the holiest I ever was was probably yeah. the like most physically fit I ever was, too. I just had a little bit more discipline and time in my life back then. Yeah, discipline and time <laughs> is helpful. You know, there's that. Um, so I would say that for growing in stature. Uh, yeah. All right, so th- I, I think that was the hardest practical. I think the next yeah. one is the hardest theological. Uh, before mm. we get to us, I I don't understand how Jesus, who is God, mm-hmm. can grow in favor with God over the course of 15 years as being a teenager. So that's that's my big theological question here for this first segment. How does God grow in favor with God? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. So um so Christ is always perfectly united to his father, whether he's a tiny baby or whether he's a 33-year-old uh, man. So it's not like his connection grows s- stronger. because He's always perfectly connected. Even when he's on the cross and feels completely disconnected, he's still utterly completely connected to God because you can't like break apart the Trinity. Um, I think there's a sense in which um, now that God is in time in this weird human sort of way, um, he prays one day and then he prays the next day. And that, that is a building up of prayer, of conversation, of relationship now that he is in time. Um, so it's definitely weird. Uh, but also as he, because he's chosen to become fully human, um, he's going to read and learn scripture more. Um, if he wanted to know it all like that, he could. But he's going to read and learn and grow in that more and speak more to the father and pray more to the father. And do things uh, and do good deeds in his in in creation as a incarnate being. So it's kind of like all that adding up. Um, so uh, yes, he's growing in one sense, but it's not like he was lacking. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of these weird Catholic things about theology and God. So he was growing, but he wasn't lacking anything at the same time. Does that make sense? That's that's my best shot at it. I've never actually really thought about that until not, right now. Not, re- <laughs> not really, but we're going to move forward anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> that's the best I got. Ask Father Mike Schmitz. He probably has a better answer. Yeah. This is my bit today. I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was funny the first time. Uh, so. uh, it's funny for me every time. I never get tired of making fun of Father Mike Schmitz. Uh, because he's so good. 
the favor with God. So like that, that confused me. Right. Like, but then I was thinking about it from, I was like, okay, I don't understand this. So let me think about it from the human's perspective. How do I grow in favor with God? And maybe it's just been on my mind because I've seen a lot of uh, Protestants and Catholics argue on the internet, which like usually I don't see because I just block and mute all that stuff. It's just not the circles I run in. I just think it's Mm -hmm. so pointless to argue uh, on the internet. Like who's going to change their mind? Who's going to change their minds, right? Yeah. Uh, But I've I've seen a lot of it here recently. And so growing in favor with God Mm -hmm. seems like what Protestants accuse Catholics of. Like, oh, you're mm. trying to earn God's favor favor with your mm. works or your prayers or your, your your whatever, right? But like Jesus did it. So like, I, like, I, I don't know. I, I, but like, there, there's a part of me that is like, that kind of understands the like growing in favor with God, like growing in my, like t- the base level of that, like my kind of before I go to deep thinking is just like, just, just do your prayers, go to mass, go to confession when you need to, like, there's kind of that basic thing. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I think there's a, there's a, like the deeper level thinking of me, the longer I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm just trying to earn Mm. either favor with God or favors from God. Right. Uh So uh, that's kind of where my mind is where I like, I get it, but I also am like arguing with myself and my own understanding of like earning favor with God. So for, for us, so not for Jesus, God, God earning favor with God is confusing enough, but how do I earn favor with God without being like uh, what the presence accuses us of doing? Right. You know, sometimes there's a difference between what we believe and how we act. So sometimes when the Protestants that's never true us, for me, not once. <laughs> <laughs> there is, this is a true tailor. There's no duplicity within him. Um, so it's, it's, uh, uh, Sometimes we do act like that, like we have to earn God's love or earn his grace and that sort of thing. And that's that's a bad thing. That's a human temptation to do. But it's not what we believe. Right. It's not what we strive for. Um, A lot, you know, uh, it was in the opening prayer of mass today, but a lot of the opening prayers of mass have something. They say something like this, something like, give us your grace so that we may earn your merit. Right. How can we earn merit if God's the one that's. giving us the strength to earn it. And this is kind of all of the Catholic like theology wrapped up in like a little sentence or so where like God gives us grace and allows us to earn merit, but we could never have earned merit without God's grace. So So, it's like God giving us a coupon for a free ice cream, but we don't get the ice cream unless we bring the coupon back to him. That's pretty good. I think. Yeah. That's like God giving us grace. We respond to it and we get ice cream. And ice cream is eternal salvation. Isn't that nice? I, I cannot earn my own ice cream on my own, but if I bring nope. my ice cream coupon, God will give yes. me the ice cream. Let's go with that. I like that. How many coupons can I earn today? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You didn't earn the coupon. <laughs> you receive the free gift of the coupon, and then you give it back to him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one. Favor with man. Which uh, is is funny because like a lot of the readings over the last few weeks have been about the Pharisees and Sadducees like taking turns <laughs> trying to fight Jesus, which is funny because like <laughs> the more I see this, and they're like, well, the Sadducees failed, so then the Pharisees showed up, and it's like it kind of seems like they were trying to win, yeah. like the, the Pharisees and Sadducees aren't fighting each other, but they're fighting for points winning against Jesus. But it's yeah. it's weird because after a while it's like, oh, let's see if we can be the ones that take down Jesus. But Jesus is undefeated. 
So at some point, I'm just like, why don't you just fight each other, man? Like it's not, like, it's not working. Right. Up against or even just the other week, the uh, the Pharisees and the Rodians, those were mortal enemies, and they're like, but but maybe we can if we tag team up, maybe we can take down Jesus. No, you can't. Sorry. Um, oh man, yeah, we're we're uh, we're uh, mixing metaphors now. I think I think the Rodians are uh, aliens in Mass Effect. Are you sure that's a thing from the Bible? <laughs> The Herodians? Oh, Herodians. <laughs> I, mean, I, I heard Herodians. I'm like, that's definitely from uh, our oh. video game, Anthony. <laughs> you know what? That we have to we might have to go back to the tape because there's a good chance I said Rodians, but I tried to say Herodians. <laughs> you know. Um and now I forget what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so favorite yeah, we're doing great. Your prophecy that we would do good today is is really coming yeah. to fruition. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want an ice cream code from God now. That's really all I want. <laughs> uh, well, how do so, we go in favor with men? favor with man and here here's the the thing it's like jesus did i mean it's the bible says it so it's true he grew in favor with with men through this whole this this whole time period but then we see him um you know rubbing rubbing people the wrong way or making the pharisees or sadducees mad or like calling people out on their stuff so it's like there there's this idea that like i don't know if it's necessarily true for jesus but i it's it's the question of like because it, see, it seems to me like for for myself to grow in favor with man, it's like I build up, a, you know, we're going back to this bank metaphor, but I build up a bank of trust or a bank of of uh, relationship with people. That way, when I when I say something bad, the bank the bank account is like like you and I have been friends for a long enough time that if I say yeah. something that makes you angry, it might dink dink the the friendship or trust level. But it's it's like if I just say something that annoys you, you're not going to be yeah. like friendship over, you know? Like I'm not, because I'm we, not cashing out. I'm not making right. a run on the the bank. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like hey, uh, but but like you know, Jesus, you know, made a lot of people happy in the gospels. It made a lot of people not happy in the gospels. So I, I was just thinking about like, do you think there is something to even for Jesus, something to this like building up favor with man enough where he could go in his public ministry and be like, you're a sinner, but I love you anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we we actually see this throughout a lot of Christian like um, ethical living. Like um, you see in uh, when Paul writes to Timothy, when he's talking about what makes a good bishop, one of the qualifiers is like you should be respected by um, non Christians. That's a good thing to do, right? Um, good thing Twitter didn't people, exist back then, <laughs> right? Um, much harder for Timothy to become a bishop then. Um, when uh, like we are encouraged to be generally good citizens. Um, so that people don't have a real excuse to, or a natural human excuse to dismiss us. That being said, um, once you start bringing people the truth, some people will still dismiss you. Um, but it makes their hypocrisy, it puts it out in the open, right? Uh, also, we don't like uh, growing in favor with men isn't like the most important thing. It's a good thing to do. And it's a good thing to do because if you're doing it, it's because you're doing good, right? Um, but you don't sacri- you should be always willing to sacrifice your reputation if it means preaching the gospel. So Jesus um, has built up enough reputation uh, that it does help his ministry because he is a good, respected Jew. And that is helpful, right? Uh, he has made connections with a lot of people throughout his life. That's helpful. That's kind of like helps the first step. But whenever you bring, you know, the absolute truth into conversations, that's when Jesus also says, you know, I, I came not to bring peace, but the sword. I came to set the world on fire, right? So you don't, it's not the most important thing, but it shows you that he was just a good person in a very sort of human sense as well. And that is a good thing for us to cultivate as long as it doesn't get in the way 
of the gospel or doesn't get in the way of speaking absolute truth. It's kind of like speaking of Twitter. Um, God doesn't want you to preach the truth or tell true things like a jerk, right? Uh, being clever or being a jerk or insulting people while you're telling the truth, that's not helpful to the gospel. In fact, it does damage to the gospel, right? If people are going to hate you, it should be because ultimately they hate Christ or they hate the, the, the loving message you give them, not because you're a jerk. Uh, oh, you're done? <laughs> That's another. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the assist there, buddy. <laughs> so it's annoying because everything you said was I, good, but your inflection yeah. at the end is just confusing the crap out of me. But so not because you're, you're a jerk. Because I don't think I'm. T- I thought I, I would did like a. I honestly thought you're in I think you're in your own head now. I think you're in your own head because I'm not talking that differently than what I normally do. Or maybe we're just out of practice. It's been too yeah. long. Uh, your favorite with me is going down quickly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Crashing so, and burning. Here's the thing, uh, because I, I was thinking about it for myself. And I think there's a, there is a lot of people. And I, I think I didn't realize how similar this was to Jesus. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm not... I'm not anywhere close to Jesus and I've made a lot of people angry f- where like they deserve to be angry, which is different than with Jesus. Right. Yeah. So I'm not comparing myself yeah, yeah. to Jesus, but I didn't realize how like Jesus had people that he had built up these trust relationships with, you know, the, the, the apostles and uh, Mary, Martha, uh, you know, uh, Lazarus, all these people. Right. And then, then he also constantly had people angry with him. And I've been, I've been wrestling with this recently because over the last few weeks, man, like I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if I'm – I don't feel like I'm in a more grumpy mood or a more angry mood, but I have just been getting into it with people, and yeah. I don't I, – like, I don't know why. And it's – like, some of them seem very strange. Like, I, I don't want to give all the details because it's, you know, whatever. People listen and people listen sure, around sure. here. But there was a situation where a guy completely out of nowhere – came up and started chastising me for something. The thing that he was chastising me for, he said, I, when this situation happens, I need you to communicate with me. And if it doesn't happen again, there are going to be consequences. I'm like, hey, remember that time that I communicated this with you? Yeah. <laughs> and we're currently doing the thing now. I was being yeah. yelled at for two things, one of which I was currently doing, the other yeah. of which I definitely did. And I like, over communicated that I did this. And like, so now this person hates me mm-hmm. because all I did was like, look, man, I'm not going to let you come up and just yell at me. I- I'm just not. Yeah, sure. I- I'm yeah. just not. And you're wrong. Like, <laughs> and there there are so many situations, dude, that like, you know, most most of the time when I get into it with somebody, it's somewhere close to 50-50, right? Sure, maybe sure. It, maybe if I'm having a bad day, it's 60-70% my fault. Maybe if they're having yeah. a bad day, it's, you know, 30-40% my fault. Dude, this this was like 100% this dude's fault. Yeah. Like he's yelling at me for the thing that one I didn't do and the other one that I'm fixing currently. Like I I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what else you want from me, you know? Yeah. And and so like that put me in a bad mood and then I had another encounter later that evening where maybe it was a little bit more 50-50 where I'm just like I have built up all this favor with people. And then all of a sudden there are just people who hate me either because of something I did or something that I didn't do. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, and like I, I started thinking about that. It's like, I'm, I'm not a priest, but I'm the Catholic person. Like people know that people know that I, that I, I post these videos and I work with, with your favorite short priest. And I, I do all yeah. of this work and they're like, well, he was a jerk to me. I'm like, I wasn't though. You think yeah. I was, 
but you were yeah. a jerk to me and I just mm. didn't roll over, you know? So there's this weird, there's this yeah. weird thing where I'm like, I don't want to be seen as this jerk or this person that's constantly getting into it with people. But it's like, I have more enemies than I think a good Catholic should. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. And like, I have a lot locally, you know, like, I, uh-huh. so this, this, this like growing in favor with man, it's like, there are like, I'm pretty introspective and I feel bad about a lot of situations, but there are some times where I'm just like, you just don't like me and yeah. there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's true. So I think it goes to show that like, you know, that's what, you know, while it is good to try to grow in favor with, with man, with people, um, you can see the danger. If that was your highest priority in life, that would like be utterly destructive to you, right? Caring about your reputation too much or making your reputation a kind of idol. That's, that's a vice, you know, and you can fall out of favor with people like that. Like it's happened to me before as well. It's like, well, I thought we were cool. And then like, I made a mistake or something happened or it was miscommunication. All of a sudden you hate me forever. Um, sometimes it's, sometimes it's, you know, my fault. Uh, sometimes it's the other person who's working through their own stuff because we are people and we are really complicated. Um, so, you know, being detached from that and making sure that you are introspective and you bounce things off of other people and bring it to prayer. But yeah, that's something that's going to, to fail easily. Um, and it failed with Jesus Christ and he was perfect and he did nothing wrong. Right. So right. we yeah, seriously. do stuff that's wrong. It's going to happen to us too, you know, even more so, um, in some ways. Yeah. That's the end of my sentence and thought. Thank you. That was so helpful and a great transition into our next segment. So I I hope this was helpful for you. It's helpful for me just to kind of talk through it. This, this verse that meant a lot to me, especially when I worked in youth ministry and I hadn't thought about it as, as deeply in a while. And uh, your answers were very good off the cuff. You started great, at least in all of them. The ending ending was rough. Crashed that plane. (laughs) It's more like the disappearance. That was the Malaysian plane. Like, where'd it go? I don't know where the plane is. What do I do now? It's somewhere in the ocean. <laughs> what we do now is we take a break uh, after ending on a Malaysian plane reference, <laughs> reference and then we'll be right back. <laughs> Maybe the Rodians <laughs> took the plane. <laughs> the Rodians abducted the plane of my thought. If you have not yet checked out our YouTube channel, you are missing out. YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic or just sort, search for Forte Catholic on YouTube. Not only do you get full-length episodes of this show where you can look and see our crazy reactions, uh, but there's also so much more to the channel that doesn't appear on your podcast feed, uh, including our A Catholic Perspective series where we talk about some of our favorite movies, books, TV series in the light of Catholicism. We also have our Foundations Teaching Series, which is like an introduction or reintroduction to uh, the top 10 topics that every Catholic needs to know about. It's a, a program that we have been running here for our parish that's been really, really incredible we've seen a lot of success we've seen a lot of um, a lot of growth uh through it uh and there's also music a lot of people that meet me through podcasting don't know that i am a uh, professionally trained singer so i uh lead worship i've covered some songs you can find our, our music on there and as well as uh some speaking stuff so i'm usually a little bit a little bit a little bit more serious whenever i'm giving a talk at a paris or like a youth conference or something than i am here and you can find um some live recorded talks on the channel as well all of that is at youtube.com slash forte catholic go check it out thanks Welcome back to Fort Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony, uh, Malaysian parade reference. Sure. So I can be canceled for that. I'm so like detached from most of social media now that like I don't know what's what I can't say or can't say anymore. This is dangerous. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. It's fine, probably. Yeah, we'll find out. Has it been enough time? I don't know.
I don't know. Uh, I think to cancel somebody, you have to be able to find them, and you're pretty hard to find these days. That's true. No, I mean, you could Google me. Um, that's I shouldn't help people find me. <laughs> <laughs> if you want my address, it's right here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Do you hear my church bells in the background? I don't now, but I will on the recording. Okay, <laughs> the, cool. The listeners definitely do. <laughs> yes. Ask not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for Father Anthony because he made a <laughs> Malaysian plane disappearance reference. I know. It, it tolls for our transitions. We had a perfect transition out of that segment. And then you mentioned the Malaysian plane. And then we haven't gotten out of the transition. We're in a completely different segment and you're still trying to transition out of the Malaysian <laughs> play thing. When I literally stopped, they heard a commercial and now we're back and we're still stuck in the Malaysian play Is this thing. what Liv feels like? Messing up all of your uh, <laughs> thoughts and uh, plans for your podcast? Because it's kind of fun. I, I guess so. I don't know, man. Can we talk about my guy from college now? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of growing in wisdom, this was uh, so the, the big reveal I wanted to see your your uh, reaction to this because I hope that you have heard of this man, but my uh, my hunch is that you haven't, and you're going to think he's not real. Have you ever heard yeah. of Zig Ziglar? No, I've heard of Dolph Ziggler, a professional wrestler from the WWE. He recently got released from the company. Never really had a good run. I think he was a intercontinental champion for a while, but ended up becoming a jobber for most of his time. Really good technically, just never had anything with his character. Um, so I know Dolph Ziggler pretty well, but Zig Ziggler sounds fake. <laughs> Zig Ziggler's fake. <laughs> Not the wrestler that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> Dolph? <laughs> Dolph. His name is Dolph. There'll I'm, be I'm, like three people who thought that was really funny. So you're welcome, three people. The, the, the same way that they think Liv throwing me off is funny. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zig Ziglar. I'm so mad. You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> we talked earlier. We made an agreement that we can't end the friendship after much of a bank, but you keep making all these withdrawals over and over again. I, I feel like Sam Bankman Freed. You're making withdrawals too quickly, and I don't have the money to back it up. <laughs> Oh, tell okay. me about Ziggy. He sounds like an interesting guy. So Zig, Zig's great. So he ended up becoming a uh, professional salesman, but he, he worked in ministry for a long time. He was a, a like non-denominational Protestant or mainline Protestant uh, youth minister and then minister for a long time. So all of his, he ended up becoming like a, a, a sales leader, like a, a, le- a leader on like the topic of leadership. And then mm-hmm. he talked a lot about marriage. Those were kind of his main, main three things was like selling, you know, sales, leadership and money and mm-hmm. so he was influential for me because he came from like a, a christian background so like even if he's talking about another subject it's kind of how like uh like when when you go and talk in a public school like you can't say like you know philippians four thirteen says this but you can say like you know uh you can you can tell the principles or the truths without sure. necessarily rubbish worth. and that's essentially what he's doing he and um he gives marriage advice leadership advice and then like sales advice which like i'm not selling a product but like Mm -hmm. a lot of the sales stuff ended up applying to like sharing the gospel like you want to win people over you want to win people over like like you know favor with man we talked about that in the the last segment right so um a lot of it applied and 
So I took these notes on my phone and this was, you know, like people that are listening to the show know that like the entire show prep goes through my phone. Like I just take notes mm-hmm. on, on what's going on in, in, in my week. Uh, sometimes I earmark certain things for, for, for you, which like I have some hot takes we're going to get to in our, in our, uh, in our hot segment <laughs> later today. Nice. Um, but this was one of the first things that I was pretty consistently taking notes from. Like I have notes going back to like 2010, 2011 from wow. Zig Ziglar. And so uh, these are the ones that stuck out to me. And we're I, this is a very long list. This is not the only time that I'll do this on the show. Um, I, I probably won't do it with you again because I don't want to hear about Dolph ever again. But it, you know, well, eh. this will be a recurring thing on the show. So um, <laughs> th- this one um, applies to me, but does not apply to you. But maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's some uh, strange applications. Uh, Zig said, uh, who's your worst critic? You are, unless you're married. <laughs> <laughs> what a zinger from Ziggler. <laughs> zinger from Ziggler. Um, uh, he wondered why p- uh, people die in alphabetical order in obituaries, which is like, this might be where like my strange observations came from. <laughs> like, this would be something that I would look at. Like, you look wait, at a newspaper. Like, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what are you confused about? <laughs> I'm confused about like, I thought you were going to bring up like profound things this guy said and not like, jokes I, I don't know do you want me to comment on the jokes what do you want me to do with this uh we'll, we'll get we're, we're, we're getting to some serious ones i'm just going okay, in order okay, so okay. that i don't lose my train of thought <laughs> okay fair sorry <laughs> um this one's interesting and i want you to try to apply this to uh ministry because one of the things that we didn't talk about in the last segment because you flustered me too much but that i wanted to yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about was the <laughs> growing with favor with man mm-hmm. there is something about winning people over first before you share the gospel or share hard truths with him or whatever. We started talking Absolutely. about it, which is yeah. fitness part of the, finish that part of the conversation. But he says to match what you sell with what the customer wants. So one of the big sales tactics is not making it all about my product and my product is great. And look at this product and our product is incredible. It's like, Hey, like d- you live a busy life. Like, uh, you know, I have, I have a Keurig and I think it'll, it'll help. It'll, it'll make uh, coffee make it easier for you. You can walk away from it. It's like super instantaneous. So like you have, a, I know that you have a problem of being a busy priest. So I'm selling you something that makes you less busy priest or matches your busy priest lifestyle instead of just like the Keurig can do eight, 10 or six ounces. You know, it's like nobody yeah. cares. It's like, yeah. how can I, how can I match it with what you want or what you need? So how, how does, how does that apply? Maybe it doesn't, but I think it does. How does it apply yeah. to like your ministry? Okay, I think it can apply in a positive way and in a negative way, and I've seen both. So the negative way you would apply that is like just sometimes we try so hard to sell Jesus at whatever the cost, so much so that we like um, aren't actually giving the gospel. Where like um, people, uh, you, you sacrifice the truth in order to win people over. So you're like, don't don't worry about sins. You can keep doing some some of these sins. They're not that big a deal. Like, uh, I think you've, I've encountered priests like that, um, and that's that's not good. But the way it is good, and the way it is an insight, is that everyone ultimately desires God, but a lot of times that desire is manifested in different ways in their life. They're searching for meaning, love, purpose. Um, they are struggling with this or that thing, or with a relationship or that thing. So you kind of go at the heart of where they are at. Because we know the gospel heals all these things ultimately, right? So seeing where they are or their concern, or maybe like you run into someone who's into all kinds of different spirituality and stuff. And most of, you know, and it's all goofy stuff 
to maybe you and me. But meeting them where they're at and seeing why they're into this stuff, what they are searching for, then you can speak the gospel into that searching and yearning and desire. Um, that's one of the big things about the Catholic faith is like we think desire is a good thing. We just think that sometimes it's misdirected. Um, so like going to that person's heart, where are their wounds, what are their desires, and speaking to that is like, yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a I don't know how you it's a great way to share the gospel. So kind of like, yeah, like I, I forget how you put it, but like kind of selling what the person needs. And as long as you're doing that with truth, then that's yeah, that's you know, um, Jesus, Jesus does this all the time with the woman at the well, with uh, the other people he meets, right? Um, he he sees w- what is going on with them and heals them, but he does so with truth. So there's a good way to apply that and an evil way to apply that. But I'm sure he meant the good way. Yeah, and I I think I think the um the more common thing that I think that I see with like Catholics who are into their faith or Catholics who are online or you know, like the people that I interact with that listen to the show, I think um, would shy more towards the, I just have to share the truth with this person more than just, waiting, yeah. waiting mm-hmm. till they're ready for it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you mentioned RCIA earlier. There are, there are four primary s- sections or segments of RCIA over the course of, it's supposed to be two years, but everybody does it a year. So, those yeah. four sex sections, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. What's, or the first like one's first one. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm actually leading RCA. I should know this. I know but you got like why the, asked. the um, <laughs> introductory, like uh the the questioning sort of phase. Yep. Then you then you get welcomed in. That's happening soon for us. And that's more of like the catechesis phase. Yep. And uh then you've got like the kind of spiritual preparation during Lent, and then you've got mystagogy uh after. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's exactly right. So cool. uh, You have the the first section is Mm -hmm. all about answering people's questions. And like, so like, what do they want? I like to think Mm -hmm. about what do these people want? The people who are coming to RCA, what do they want? And like, there's some very practical ones. It's like, I want to get married to this person. They said that I have to go to this class in order to get married. Right. right? Yeah. But it's like people that are like, you know, converting from another religion or converting from no religion. Like, what do they want at that point at, at the beginning? They want to know that they can trust the people in the room. They want mm-hmm. to know. Uh, I got the thumbs up going on again. This is driving me crazy. Uh, th- they want to know that things are true. They want to know um, that they're welcome here. They want to know that they can ask questions without being shamed. Like those are mm-hmm. those are a lot of the like pretty common things at the beginning, right? And then they get those questions answers, like "Is God real?" How you know? You know uh, how do y'all, you know, we, we know that the Catholic church has bad press. If I'm going to join this church, how do y'all deal with the bad press of the church? Like that's kind of what yeah. they want uh, in, in general at the beginning. Right. But then mm-hmm. once they get through that stage, it's like, okay, I'm in. Like, I, I feel this. The, I got the things that I needed. I got this trust and this we've built. We've built up this bank of trust again with these people that I'm at RCA with. And then. I'm going to learn the truths of the faith. And that's typically the longest part of our CIA. It's like, that's yeah. the teaching mm-hmm. stuff. That's the, let's go through the, you know, the, the top 10, top 25 things that the Catholic church teaches. Here's what you need to know. And then we get to the, the spiritual part. A lot of people don't know that Lent comes from, the RCIA, like the RCIA has this time of like getting questions answered, um, that, you know, and then this period of teaching and then the period of like prayer and spiritually, um, coming clean. Like all the things that we connect with Lent comes from RCIA for these people coming into the church. And it's like, mm-hmm. at that point, you're purging out sin at that point, you're, you know, trying to get rid of sin in your life and do, doing all that kind of stuff. And then you get welcome yeah. in the church and then the mystagogy is just about living it out. Right. But I think, yeah. um, the, one of my favorite things that I ever learned 
uh, in, in the year of grad school that I took was that like mm-hmm. every ministry that the, that the Catholic church does is based on the RCAA. Like the RCIA is the, is the groundwork for every other ministry that we're doing. So every other ministry that we're doing should look pretty similar. Like let's build up trust with people. That's what do they want at this point? What do they, what, what do they want at the teaching point? At that point, they are ready to hear the teaching thing. But what I think is so interesting is that the third part. So after a lot of time has passed and a lot of trust has been built, that's yeah. when you're like, Hey, you have this sin in your life that we kind of need to work on. Yeah. Or, hey, mm-hmm. you really need to start praying every day. Like, there's mm-hmm. time built in. Like, you know, and every person's journey is different. And, like, you know, maybe some people start, you know, purging out sin earlier. Great. Maybe they start a daily prayer life before. Great. But it's, the structure is there. And I think so often we as Catholics, especially online, but even in, like, conversations with people, we're like, we have to get to the teaching part, which is part two, and we have to get to the, they are doing this sin, and we have to get that written. And I'm like, dude, we got to do part one. What do the people want? What do the people need at that point? So that's where it really applies for me, is I think we're, yeah. I think we're jumping the gun a little bit too often. Absolutely. And like, when it becomes like, I, you need to know this truth, I need to tell you this, it's actually more about you than it is the other person. And 100%. Right. You know, and when you don't teach the truth with love, you do violence to the truth, because ultimately the truth is not just our set of ideas. I'm stealing this from Father Harrison. The truth is a person. The person is Jesus Christ. That's not Father Harrison. That is Pope Benedict XVI. (laughs) Father Harrison stolen from him. Same thing to me. (laughs) Same thing to me. You know, he is the (laughs) embodiment of the spirit of Benedict XVI. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point is that, like, if you're not going to love that person, you can't tell them the truth because you'll do violence to that truth. Um, And, like, realize, like, sometimes, like, I, I went through this phase and sometimes I'm still tempted to do it now. Look at all the things I know, you know, putting yourself over the person instead of with the person. Yeah. The end. Uh, all right. Thank you. Thank you. That's very good. I picked up on that one. I didn't need it at the yeah, end yeah. there, but I appreciate it because I needed it earlier. Uh, last one that we'll do. I have uh, tons of these, but this is the last one we'll do. Yeah. Uh, Zig said, I read the Bible and the newspaper every day just to see what both sides are up to. <laughs> that's great yeah um, <laughs> i'll just say that it's good to be informed in general about what's going on but uh, uh sometimes you need to put down the newspaper and the newspaper for us is is twitter and put that down sometimes i think yeah it's you know like you, you have your spiritual life and that's with god and then you have the world which is the opposite so yeah uh i, I just yeah i just i've just seen so many people uh you know, be so much more interested and into and having their lives formed by whichever news channel they <laughs> tend, oh, uh, tend to watch more than oh, yeah. like, you know, hey, go to church, that sort of thing. So um and just the the idea, like, you know, people that know me know this. I, I just hate negative news and I hate how much hate <laughs> sells, you know. Yeah, um, it does. When it's just like, I don't know, man, gospel seems pretty nice to me, you know, like, yeah, there was some suffering in it, but ultimately it wins when the news every day is like, we're all going to die. It's coming to an end, you know, so yes. I don't know, yes. a little bit different message, a little bit different walk, uh, a little bit different feelings walking away from either of those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a break. And then uh, speaking of suffering, I'm going to make you suffer. And I want to remind you that this was 100% your idea. (laughs) So uh, don't go anywhere. Whenever we come back, Father Anthony's doing hot ones. So before we get into this hot ones challenge, there's one thing that I forgot whenever we recorded this live that uh, we really needed to do, because this is not the first time that we've done hot ones here on on, on the Fortune Catholic channel. Uh, The first time we did it was right after COVID when everybody was like, hey, let's do stuff on the internet internet and we did the one chip challenge which is the other like hot ones challenge with a couple of friends and father anthony didn't participate that day because he was busy but he did write a prayer for uh, all those that were going through the one chip challenge uh so i would like for you and i to pray together this prayer that father anthony wrote for somebody doing a hot chip challenge and we are now going to pray for him before he does hot O Lord, who did separate the light from the dark and put the burning lamps of the sun and stars in the sky, not for our destruction, but for our benefit. O Lord, who did reveal himself to Moses through the burning bush, which while on fire was not consumed. O Lord, who John foretold would bring about a baptism not of water, but of fire. Send down the fire of your Holy Spirit upon these your servants, that the burning of their tongues may not be for their destruction, but may purify them by penance to preach thy word, which is fire and love itself. May their perspiration remind them of their baptismal dignity, that you have placed a wellspring of love within their souls. May their sniffles and tears remind them that in your love you wept at the death of your friend Lazarus. May their regret at accepting this challenge that he brought upon himself remind them of the final judgment and strengthen their resolve to run the race so as to win, to see your face in your glory rather than to burn with regret for all eternity. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please enjoy the Hot Ones Challenge with our one and only Father Anthony Schroff. Welcome back to Fortnite Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is Father Anthony Hot one, Sharafa. Uh, I want. I want. I just have to start with how this, how I came to know that we were doing this today. Yeah. So I get a text from you the other day, like, "Hey, I'm ready to start podcasting again." I'm like, "Great, happy to hear it." And uh, that, boy, did that end quickly. <laughs> that <laughs> optimism. <laughs> but uh, you said, "Have you seen Hot Ones on YouTube?" I said, "Yeah." You said, I bought the hot sauce set and did it with my youth group. That could be a segment. And I said, I, I, uh, I saw that. Uh, it looked terrible to grow through. And you said, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, you made this horrible decision, and yet you're still willing to do it again. No greater ha- uh, love hath no man than this, than to lay down uh, you know, your, your spicy tug for your friends. Your, your taste buds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why. But I've actually been excited to try it again, even though like it was it was uh, mostly a terrible, mostly a good experience. But the last like four sauces were just terrible. Um, I I can't explain this about myself. Um, Maybe it's why I'm so drawn to Catholicism, just the self-inflicted pain. Maybe that's a part of me. Um, But some of the sauces are really quite yummy. Uh, And I have been getting more and more into like having hot sauce with stuff. So so here here we go. The Saints of History had self-flagellation. You have hot sauce. <laughs> yes, I have Scoville units. That is oh, my flail. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I was going to read the rest of it, but I, yeah, I think you're cutting me off, so I don't. But essentially, you were you said, hey, we should do this on the show. And I said, great idea. And then we got out of the call, and you're like, I didn't know we were doing this. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> I so thought like, you were just going to talk about the experience. <laughs> but once you read that, the text messages, I, I, I see. Yes, I was. Yeah. Uh, but this is what we're doing so you said you already said that you don't know why you do this but like i could understand the priest doing hot ones for his youth group i can understand that but you admitted that it's a terrible thing and then you offered it 
literally to do it here on the show. And I, I don't understand why. I, I would never do this. I want you to know that. I would never do this even for my own show. And you are doing it mm-hmm. for the show. And yeah. I appreciate it. What do you, what's so wrong you're with welcome. you? <laughs> you just, just say thank you, Taylor. That's all you got to do. This okay, is be great content. You. We're we're gonna begin. So uh, okay. while you are while you are doing this, and we're gonna do this very quickly, which I think yes, this is gonna be intense. It's long and drawn out, but um, also I have a very important staff meeting after this, so this is a terrible idea on multiple levels. Yeah, you're an idiot. Uh, I don't know if I've ever said that to you on a recorded call, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're you're starting now. Uh, yep. So it, it goes in order from least hot to hot. So from the beginning, like what is the comparison of this first hot chip, this hot sauce on this hot chip, how yeah. much hotter is the first one than like the table salsa they give you at regular Mexican restaurants? Uh, this is just a little bit hotter. This is uh, like definitely hotter than Tabasco, um, but it's it's fine. It's not bad. Uh, uh, yes, this is all what we wanted to hear a priest chew. That'd be quite yummy. Catholic podcast. This one Good. is... Yeah, classic chili maple edition. It's kind of sweet. It's good. I should eat that all day long. It's good. It's so uh, in my mind, it tastes like syrup, uh, which which is not hot at all. Another yeah. father, uh, another father Harrison reference. <laughs> good old. Syrup. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I know you're suffering, but I am gonna still need you to talk into your microphone. <laughs> you Sorry, don't have to I'm, chew into I your got, microphone. <laughs> this is not a good setup to try hot sauces. I've got all my computers and wires. I'm. Bending down it, to grab sauces if, and like. If only you knew that we were going to be doing this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Too bad I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right. So you have had yep. one. And uh, yep. this, this this first part of the conversation, um, since you are eating something uh, spicy, uh, mm-hmm. I want you to. Uh, we're we're going to go through a few. We're going to do chip answer. Chip answer. So you have yep. done one chip. I need the, the first answer. I just need you to uh, to name. Uh, a time where fire is mentioned in the Bible. Uh, the burning bush. Okay. Burning bush. Go ahead and eat your chip. Mm-hmm. This is your hot number sauce. two. This is about triple or this is hotter. Um, okay. And while you are, uh, while you're enjoying that, explain mm-hmm. the burning bush uh, and, and what, what it means to, to us, us Catholic lay people uh, in like two or three sentences. Uh, it means that God does not forget us ever, even if it seems like he's quiet for a long time, and that God's love, while um, it is uh, fiery and strong, it does not consume or burn us away. It gives us new light. Very good. All right. Uh, we're going to do the next one. So I'm going to I have I have like five or six of these. We'll see how many yeah. you can think of. I mean, you're a priest. Hopefully, you know more than I do. Uh, we'll but see. what what is another uh, another point of fire? In the God or in the Bible, and then eat your little spicy chip. Okay, uh, spicy chip first. This is day. This is two or three. This is three. This is three. Ah, uh, well, there'll be a lot of Old Testament stuff, I think. But yep, there's a couple in the, the new. Um, I'll, I'll be impressed if you get those. Moses, uh, God led the people of Egypt during the day. It was a cloud. He was leading them through the desert. At night, it was fire. And what does that mean? What does that mean for us? Because I haven't seen a pillow of fire leading me anywhere. I have headlights. It just God is God does lead us and guide us, even through terrible places like the desert. Um, you just gotta look for him. Oh, I've, I'm starting to forget that this is this is gonna be miserable eventually. Yep. So that one's like <laughs> the first one that's kind of spicy. Still fine. Still put that on pizza just for funsies and enjoy it. Oh, so you would eat this 
you would eat the uh, first few of them off the air. First three for sure, absolutely. Okay, uh, this is number four. Number four, and then I'm going to need one more. I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got like six or seven. Let's see how many you can get. Next, uh, <laughs> fire reference in the Bible as you eat another spicy chip. This one tastes very peppery. Definitely hotter. Still would put that on pizza. Um, it's my favorite hot sauce consumer. Um, another Bible reference. Oh, um, John, James and John. Wanted to call down fire on a town that rejected Jesus. And Jesus was like, no, you you can't do that. You crazy people. (laughs) They are called the sons of thunder, not the sons of lightning, uh, which, you know, thunder uh, can scare you, but not turn a town on fire. So they needed some help. (laughs) Like God's mission. Oh, do you want me to say what it's about? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. God's mission is one of mercy. Um, and like, just cause God's with you doesn't mean you can be called down like fire on people. God's there to like bring people to him and he allows people to reject them. Judgment does come later, but comes later. And guess who doesn't get to judge James, John, and all of us. So there, uh, my, my son plays in a, uh, in like the Catholic league for, uh, for flag football and, uh-huh. Uh, you know, all last year they did a lot of losing. And then this year they're doing a lot of winning to the point where this past weekend, they won like 50, 58 to six or something. And mm-hmm. it's funny because every, every week the, the league sends out like a, Hey, this is the, this is the, uh, virtue that we're working on this week. And I was like, I don't know what the virtue was this week, but apparently it was justice and not mercy because there's a mercy rule in our six man football league, but there's not a mercy rule in the 10 year old Catholic league, which really cracked me up. You're gone. I don't know where you are. <laughs> I'm getting the sauces ready so we can keep going. It's very okay. awkward. <laughs> I, I, again your idea <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's going great so far okay okay so you have Next done tip. you've done four yeah is this five this is five this one okay. is a ghost pepper uh hot sauce so here we go all right and i'm gonna need one more uh fire story from the bible you you did your new testament one already that was very impressive yeah um um that one's a little spicier um i couldn't tell if you were thinking or in pain and i think it's i'm thinking and bracing myself for the wave of pain because it keeps getting more and more okay fire old testament um oh did it rain fire wasn't that one of the plagues i don't know (laughs) Um, uh is it like burning stuff come from a this is the first one it's like a little bit uh uncomfortable plagues of egypt uh let's see there was fire at one point in time Turning water to blood, frogs, which I just saw a uh, a comedy sketch on how funny that is. <laughs> I shall send down frogs. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is lice, which is funny. Pestilence, boils, thunderstorm of hail and fire. You were right. There I we go. Know that. Hey, it's hey. Me, like almost knowing the Bible, right? That's that's yeah. where I, my sweet spot. Almost knowing the Bible. <laughs> Um, uh, and then the next day after <laughs> God really needed some more planning. I think on these plagues, I think the 10 plagues <laughs> are great. Goes. I think the 10 plagues are great. I think they're in the wrong order. Like the yeah. fact that a thunderstorm of hail and fire. Can you think about how hard that is to send down hail? 
that is frozen yeah. and fire that is the opposite of frozen. And the next yeah. day he's like, ha ha, now I'll show them locusts. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's a little odd. Very silly. Very silly. Um, all right. So uh, the next one is called what? What is this next hot sauce that you're doing? This is the one that I first started to fear. This is a uh, uh, mushroom mayhem. It's actually like a mushroom-based hot sauce, but this one is the first one that is like super not fun for me, at least. Mushrooms famously very spicy. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Your hot sauces don't have a lot of calories. So you're growing in stature. Good for you. Yeah, um, this is one of the right. ones that um, so start. Okay, yeah, yeah. Next, you look like you're in pain. I'm gonna need you to give me another fire mm-hmm. story from the Bible. Fire story from the Bible. Um, oh man, I, I feel like there's a bunch of them. There are. I can't think of it. Um, fire story from the Bible, Old Testament. Blah, blah, blah. You're missing. Oh, how about the how about most um, famous one? <laughs> oh, oh uh, the one that's coming to my mind is that um, with Adam and Eve are banished from the garden. There is a yep. uh, an angel with a fiery sword saying, you can't come back in here because look at my cool fiery sword. Yeah, which is the origin of Star Wars. He had a, yes. the angel had a lightsaber, which is incredible. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the one that's like, I, I would. I don't know if I would have that one for fun. Um, yeah, uh, if, if you were. <laughs> I'm remembering. Think, um, like 90% of our listeners listen on the yeah. podcast and only 10% mm-hmm. listen or watch on YouTube. Yeah, uh, this might be the one that converts people. <laughs> if if you're listening to this, it's a very different experience than watching this. So youtube.com slash what the All of the segments are uh, like labeled, like you can click to them really quickly. If uh, if you're listening to this and want to watch this <laughs> instead, <laughs> go click yeah, on that uh, third segment and watch this guy suffer. Starting to get a little sweaty. That one looks, the one you were just holding in your hand looks like mustard. <laughs> it does kind of look like mustard. Um, It's uh, Angry Goat Pepper. Dreams of Calypso, Special Reserve. Okay, here we go. Did you see that video that was going around the internet uh, last week about that Komodo dragon eating a goat? No. He just grabbed oh, it. Oh, that one you feel right away. It's right away. Is it, oh, this is the new one? Okay, then, uh, right away. I'm no, no, need... I just had the new, that one. I, I had that the, the mustard-looking one. The goat one. Okay, so I'm going to need uh, your next fire story. I don't know. <laughs> you, didn't, um, you, you didn't explain it, how the laser sword applies to our lives either. It means if you sin, you can't go back into the Garden of Eden until Jesus saves you. Okay, it's next, better uh, after next, that. Ne- next fire story. <laughs> um, the next fire story. You're missing um, the mo- most famous fire story. You dress up as a fire lord on this day. Yeah, um, I don't know, but the one where... It's, um, <laughs> <laughs> Ezekiel, Elijah, Elijah, and he calls down fire on on the sacrifice, and he kills all the priests of Baal. It's a he sure, prophet. He sure does. does that. He sure does. Yeah. yeah, calls down fire on wet wood, uh, and then you know a great conversion experience. But instead, he spills all of their blood into the river. What a great! Yeah. What a great prophet. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's uh, don't follow false gods. Or, or else some prophet's gonna kill you yeah exactly that's that's uh, the lesson here uh that was number what out of how many how many how many have we done was, out of how many we have three more left and this one's the famous one the bomb it's as bad as everyone says so the like, the famous yeah. one is the third hottest that's strange because it just is bad like the other ones have flavor and it's kind of like and after this like pain is pain maybe it's because it just kills you and then like the rest don't matter 
but it's it's just not good. I don't know why anyone would buy this other than to torture themselves because that one it's still going. I I'm gonna need you to go ahead and and, and try it now, and I yep, really want you to focus and do the number one. <laughs> oh man, fire because, story because of the, the sauce has been in the fridge. Is a little stickier. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, it's right away too it doesn't get better um the most famous fire story it's old testament right no new testament and i need i need you to finish on this because we're going to move into something else for these last two so okay number one fire number one fire feast new testament uh, you oh, dressed up as yes, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> That's so bad. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh. So uh, I just want to remind you at this point that God came and died for your sins and then sent the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you to make good choices. And it's clearly not working. <laughs> yeah, that one's so bad. And it keeps getting worse. This one has such a delightful name. Taco vibes only. But it's hotter. Oh. That's sweet. Wait, that's the, one. that's the second to last one. Yeah. Okay, but before you do that, you need to explain to us uh, the uh, Pentecost. Well, that Holy is the Spirit comes down. It's good for us. It's that's... the birthday of the church too. I'm only crying a little bit, and it's uh It's so beautiful. Oh the Holy Spirit is with us forever. It'll never leave the church, despite how bad we <laughs> we treat the church. The Holy oh, Spirit will pain. never leave it. It's just pain. <laughs> You have a, a what I can only describe as a vat of water. <laughs> you just pulled that up onto the screen for the first time. I hadn't seen it before. That is a a vat, a barrel of water. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last thing that we we're going to do is now that you are completely unawares, and I didn't, I, I, I didn't prep you for this part of the conversation, uh, and I just want to remind you once again, this was your idea. Uh, but this is the part I that I didn't. Light on these because I have to function for the rest of the day. <laughs> Um, we go. we're going to do some hot takes while we're doing hot ones that you just tried the second, second hottest one. The second hottest one. Oh, okay. Mercy on my I phone. need you to respond to this hot take. I, I have hot takes on these hot takes. These were hot takes on the internet. This is from a priest and you can tell me if you want me to name him or not. Uh, but it's okay. from a priest. He said, Catholicism in the U.S. is very go along to get along. Mass is followed by coffee hour, wherein you might find people speaking of families, 401ks, and vacations. We need more eccentrics, more hermits, more fools for Christ. Shake off the ho-hum. And he's like making fun of this parish culture. That sounds like the parish culture I want to be a part of. Like, yes, this like the things that he listed aren't spirituality, but we just did the spiritual thing. He's literally saying after mass after the sacraments there are families that are talking about life together and living life together in a catholic context that sounds incredible and he says that it's ho-hum and i could not agree or i could not disagree with this person is this anymore a diocesan priest is this a diocesan priest in good standing i uh, do not know i don't know i think this person is normally normal <laughs> that just said it was was grumpy listen if someone doesn't think that there are crazy people and mystics in every parish they have not been in parishes for very long because you get those with every parish also like so much of the faith is supposed to be ordinary it's supposed to be your whole life like this searching for eccentric stuff and oh wow like like explosions of mystical experience that like burn like fire in your brain 
Like that happens every once in a while, and that's fine. But like holiness is worked out through like ordinary stuff and ordinary community. Jesus takes wow, it's so bad. Jesus takes ordinary bread and wine and does and turns that into his very self. God loves using the ordinary to make holy. So like, yeah. I mean, it love love so often is ho hum. It's the ordinary thing of taking care of your husband or wife or just saying I love you before you leave. That's not the most exciting thing in the world, but that's relationships can't be built without that. <sighs> okay, last one. Uh no wait, wait, wait. I okay. I have I have obtained new information. I did some researching. Um I am more angry and you're going to be happier at hearing this new information. Yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly angry at the information that I just cleared. Okay. What is it? This person. I'm going to name him now because I'm okay. mad at him. <laughs> Father Damien Karras on, on Twitter. Is uh, he your best friend? I went, I've never interacted with this person ever. Until oh, okay. This, so, no, I don't know him at all. Uh, the first thing that it says in his bio is yeah. not a priest married. Uh, but his picture yeah. is him wearing a collar as a priest. So now I'm even more angry. I didn't even know this. He is misrepresenting the priesthood and saying things about priesthood from a priest. I've been mad at this quote-unquote priest for months, and you should feel great. He's not a Dallas priest. He's not out of touch. He's not a priest at all. What is uh, going on? This is why lay people shouldn't have opinions. Uh. <laughs> all right. Speaking of opinions, did you try? Wait, yeah. Have you tried the last one yet? Did I miss no, it? No, this is the last dab. Here we go. Okay, we're gonna I'm do gonna the last dab, amount. and then I have one final hot take for you to to respond to. Oh, it's so it's like thick. Uh, that's the worst. All right, come on. There we go. We're not gonna go crazy with this one. But see, even th- there's, oh my gosh. At least with this one, there's a half second of flavor before it kills you. <laughs> All right. While you're dealing with that, I'm going to read this yeah. quote to you from, uh, from another priest on the internet. Quote, I don't want to believe this is true. Therefore, it is not true. That's the end of the quote is the attitude that I have suffered the most from in the church. When you have absolute power, you can simply live with your own world, uh, live in your own world without consequences. Uh, ex- explain that. What What are your thoughts on that tweet to us? That is, I mean, that sounds like someone who has um, has deep insight into uh, a lot of problems in the church. Probably a very good and holy priest. <laughs> probably uh, doesn't have like a public account, but probably more like a uh, private account just for friends and stuff <laughs> is my guess. But yeah, I mean, I would say that's holy moly. So hot. Okay. Um, uh, well, give me a half second. <laughs> when you live in an isolated world as many people in the hierarchy or in seminaries do when you have people around you who tell you what you want to know because they're also vying for any kind of power um you can get things your way even if you say that you want the truth that's not at all times what guys want and so oh my gosh of course not every bishop or, or person's like this but i think i've experienced a lot so Hey, it's inconvenient that a priest in my diocese is is abusing someone. So I'll pretend he's not. I'll move him. It's inconvenient that uh, parishioners are upset with me. So I'll pretend that they're not. And who's going to stop me? You can't make me not a priest. You can't make me not a bishop. You can complain all you want. 
but I don't answer to anyone. So I can just keep reality as I want it. Like when you work at a job, there's consequences for your bad actions. <laughs> there are Paris consequences Priest. for bad actions. You're, you're correct. There are consequences for, for Paris your bad Priest, choices. <laughs> there's a better chance that there's consequences, but not always. And um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest problems of the church is that they're uh, insulated from the real world and have uh, too much power. And it's difficult because the church is a hierarchy and that's how God made it. It's one of the things I struggle with a whole bunch. I think the church should be a hierarchy. That's how God made it. But like, man, there's some downsides. And sometimes I wonder uh, if that was a good idea, Lord. Like me eating hot sauce was a good idea. <laughs> it was, it was. Wow, it, wow, was. it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. What, what's, what's really funny is that last little it was sounded like your conscience speaking through you. Like it was you speaking. Like yeah. it sounded like a bad idea. It was. Like that was your conscience telling you, <laughs> reminding you. <laughs> Uh, okay, good. We're good. Yeah. One, of, one of the last things, the last things while you're still suffering, I, I just have to. So, I agree with uh, whatever priest shared that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love that we ended on a joke that ten people will get. But one of the things that has made me very angry, vi- like viscerally angry, is uh, when I when I was in college, I fought against uh, my Catholic school. My Catholic school was not very Catholic, and I fought against a lot of people who were constantly bashing the church and constantly bashing the Pope uh, in particular. And that was coming from a very, very like progressive left-leaning idea. And now um, I have to be honest, uh, the last few weeks on the internet, uh, I, I have like, we talked about, you know, building up trust and building up stuff. One of like my non-starters, I have unfollowed and like, and even blocked some people who are just constantly being negative about Pope Francis and about the Synod. Like, Mm. uh, I think it's so visceral for me because I spent years of my life fighting against people who are constantly bashing the Pope and the church from the left side. And now, like, now it's, you know, now it's a lot of people on the right side that, you know, the the Synod and the Pope are too progressive. Honestly, my hot take is if you are speaking badly about the Pope, you should shut the hell up. On, like, honestly, like, I, I, I don't care if you disagree with him. I, 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 I genuinely don't care. So when, when people who have a large presence online, especially when it's priests and like, I, I can appreciate, like you just mentioned that you struggle with it, just like you're struggling with that hot sauce now, but like publicly bashing the Pope is just a non-starter for me. It's just a yeah. non-starter. Um, even if it's veiled. You see a lot of veiled, like, oh, I love Pro Francis, but, and then you just go on a diatribe against him. Like, it, it is genuinely incredibly unhealthy. And I think, you know, I think the, the solution is a solution you and I have positive many times before, it just hadn't worked. Uh, we should just not know what's going on in Rome. Just, just let him live, you know? Yeah. Um, it's driving me crazy. Yeah, no, driving me crazy. As a priest, like, you literally can't do that. You can't, like, stir up animosity against the Pope. And, like, I've got tons of opinions about stuff that my people will never hear. I will complain about stuff to friends or like what I'm thinking about. And that's, I think, uh, normal. Um, also, like, there is a tendency to, oh, my gosh, my stomach. Um, <laughs> as far as the synod goes, until the the Pope says something like official, like it's just people talking right now. That's all it is. Um, and yeah, um, you should pray for the Pope. Um, you can have your thoughts or opinions, but like they're like. I, I keep those to myself or to my close friends, and that's the healthy way to do things, you know? Um, yeah, publicly, if you're a priest, publicly bashing the Pope 
on the internet. That's that's not healthy. It's not healthy. Like if you want to talk about people's concerns, if you want to, um, there's there's a healthy way to address people's concerns, and that's your job as a priest to help people along if they're confused or have troubles. But attacking the Pope is never a Catholic thing to do. Whether or not you were a super liberal who hated Benedict or a conservative who doesn't like Francis, um, that's just not how we talk about family. And yeah. we are a family as a church. So, Amen. Amen and amen. That was a very good answer uh, while you were doing some, 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 some light it's stuff right to, over there. It's starting to wear down now. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, you were. we could tell. You were a little bit more coherent towards the end. Yeah, yeah. I'd say like seven of those. Or like six of those are quite yummy. Um, the rest, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, uh, uh, you, remember, you remember the good old days when um, saying that you were more Catholic than the Pope was a joke, and now people keep seeing it over and over again. Yeah, uh, not as yeah, joke. ironic. Like you're, you're yep. just not. You're just not. You're just not. I, I, I don't care who you are. You're just not more Catholic than the Pope, man. <laughs> he's it. <laughs> no matter who's there, he's it. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, and my final pushback on that is like uh, the the uh, I think the reasoning that people use is like, oh well, um, you know, Saint So and So is famous and a saint because they push back on the Pope, and I'm like, yeah, well, you're not that person, and you don't have the the leverage and the and the you have not yeah. built up enough favor with man, meaning in this case, Pope Francis. He doesn't know who you are. You cannot influence him. You don't have the. You're not Saint Francis rebuilding this church. You're just you know not. So stop. You know stop using fake holiness as an excuse to be a jerk yeah. on the internet. <laughs> you know what you can do? You can you do the actual Catholic thing, which is pray for the Pope and pray for the Church. How about you do that? How about you trust that God is actually in control and that the Church is His bride, and it's His job to to lead His Church, not not yours. So, I'm sorry. I want to be more uh, forgiving, but. Now I'm cranky because I did this to myself. You did. <laughs> you did. All right. So um, um, now that we, now that you have completed this, uh, uh, thoughts on this? We mentioned earlier that no greater love has has this than to lay down your yeah. day spuds for your friend on a podcast. You're back on the podcast, specifically this one, and not clerically speaking. You are back. Yeah. Um, so you know we finished the show. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you? How are you thinking about this decision that you definitely made? I um, I I'm I you know Taylor. I can't explain this. I, I can't excuse this. There's no rational reason, but I know this won't be the last time I do this. I just know it won't be. It'll be my choice again and my idea. Um, and uh, I think I need to bring that to spiritual direction because <laughs> there is something about surviving a near-death experience that is kind of um, euphoric. And um, like I said, I can't explain it. I'll do it again, though. That's all I got. Uh, my my hunch is that this uh-huh. isn't the first time an interaction with you and me has been brought to your spiritual director. <laughs> uh, that'd be a good hunch. I, I have to put money on that. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, so we'll we'll close with this. We'll close with this. You did some okay. suffering here, and uh-huh. again, all your idea. But I do feel like it made up for one thing. We we talked earlier in the show about mm-hmm. how like you know you build up enough trust for somebody and then it's fine and then you you mentioned at a different point in the show where you think somebody's mad at you uh when when you're not when you're not sure so mm-hmm. i i have to admit now that um i i i will say that i believed you that you needed some time off but yeah. i i did think for a little while that you were mad at me uh oh. because of something that you asked me to do and then i did it and then you were uh, you seemed mad at me <laughs> so <laughs> you get oh, remember you, yeah. gave, uh, you gave a homily like two months ago, and you 
said oh. people were just giving you effusive praise. So uh, you asked me to go watch this homily. I went and watched it and took effusive notes. You were like, I, yeah. need, I just need somebody to, to take me down a peg. And I called you and I said, hey, do you have time for this? I did, I did the homework and you laughed. And then I started poking holes in just this quote unquote perfect homily. And then you uh, very quickly said, I have to go and hung up. <laughs> so, okay. So this is what was happening with that. Can I give you the background? And then you didn't talk to me for a month. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry about that. I was in the middle of helping my brother renovate his house. Uh-huh. I had been like crawling around in a dumpster to squish stuff down because the, 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 the stuff couldn't be over the dumpster height. I had been like cleaning and painting and moving brushes and stuff. And you called me in the middle of this. Also, the connection wasn't very good. I don't know if you could tell. I told you several times. I guess it didn't come through. Like, I can't talk right now. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> like, I was just sweaty and hot and tired. I was like, this is great. I was actually really impressed. Like, wow, he took a lot of notes. But like, I have to leave now. <laughs> so that's all that was. It was just a bad timing. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. It was so funny because I got through 10% of my notes and it felt like you were just like, screw you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was screw you. Bye. But it wasn't because of what you were saying. It's just because I was like, like a sweaty mess. I think I was trying to carry like a fridge at the time. And I put it down <laughs> to answer my phone. Like it was, it was just a bad timing. That's what it was. It was so funny. So uh, maybe one day we will revisit that. Now that I know that you weren't mad at me, but that you were just hot and sweaty, uh, which is ironic how you are now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll revisit that the next time that you're on the show. That was going to be our third segment. But again, you came with a segment idea, so we had to do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is Father Anthony Serapa. I'll be back in a week. He'll be back in a month when his stomach has recovered. (laughs) I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you guys for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. I want you all to know that Father Anthony recovered. Uh, recovered. I texted him a couple hours after the show, and his tum-tum was fine, and his mouth was fine. Everything's fine. He's such a good sport, uh, and he, he, shared, he did that for us out of love, and I'm so glad that he did it. If you enjoyed today's show, please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. Share it with a friend. Share it on your social medias. Uh, share it wherever you would like to. <laughs> we really appreciate it. What a very, very silly show. We hope that you enjoyed the silly show and you can share the silly show with your friends. Seashells by the seashore. (laughs) Love you guys.